0: It's nice the last couple of weeks I've been aware of really focusing more on the radiant form and even using, you know, that, that terminology of the radiant form. And really realize that this is the greater truth, the spirit. that is, you simply hold your attention on that radiant form is the method, the methodology, the mechanism, the actual truth, by which you're going to experience your own spiritual awakening. That radiant form that we sometimes describe as the purple or blue light or myself or Jim or a gold or white light or however it comes forward really is the action of the Holy Spirit, which is God's loving. And in that radiant form is the fullness of awakening. As you simply hold your attention on that, both through the light, visually like that, as well as the sound, which is where the names of God come in. This is a path of light and sound. So there's the light of the radiant form and the sound of the radiant form are also known as the voice of God. And of course, we awaken to that by chanting those sacred names within so that we as soul come into the fullness of our own awakening through the light and through the sound. And that's really all you need to do. That's all you need to look for, to listen for, to really wake up into an experience because it's through that experience that that action of the Radiant Form, which is truly just God's loving action, that will bring you a soul into the awakefulness in knowing of yourself, truly is one with God. It's that simple. It just takes time. So the more attention, the more time we give to that inner practice of meditation, of simply contemplating that Radiant Form, loving that Radiant Form, and allowing the Radiant Form to love us, that's what we also call the inner teacher, the spiritual teacher, the inner master. It's been called many things, but it all relates to that one action of God's loving through light and sound. Now, while we're in the body, we may often experience it even in a physical sensation on the top of the head or the third eye here. You may experience, actually, sensations of pressure or tingling physically. And really, that's the chakra system. we of the metaphysical or magnetic light of this world that you're feeling stimulated, but the light of the Holy Spirit that is beyond polarity is truly moving in and through, stimulating those. So we have that element of feeling. There truly is not the element of feeling in the fullness or purity of the Holy Spirit of light and sound. It's really more what I would just simply call experience. But as that experience comes into this physical creation, we can have that feeling level. So pay attention to that too while you're in the body is that feeling level that stirs inside. But as you feel that stir inside up here at the seat of the soul, pay attention. Become still. Hold your attention on that movement, on those feelings and begin to look more deeply, to observe so that you really begin to see and wake up to that inner light and begin to wake up to the inner sounds, to hear that inner voice of God calling you home. One of the actions that you may begin to experience in this as well is that you may actually feel that Holy Spirit fill you, fill you, just flood you. It's called being flooded with the Holy Spirit. Literally, where all of a sudden, you just feel this wave of energy just move in you and through you, just washing you through. That's being cleansed, if you will, or being washed or purified. Those are other terms given to that. And that really is just the Holy Spirit or God's loving moving in you and through you, which can begin to wash away the attachments and the karmas where we as soul have been caught up in this physical, material world. The other action that can take place is that radiant form will begin to pull you. You may even feel almost like a magnetic pull where you begin to feel pulled to move into and out of the body, more into spirit, into that radiant form. So either way, just relax and let it unfold. All we have to do is hold our attention on that and then let God do the rest. If God wants to awaken us and bring us out of the body, we have to be able to relax and allow ourselves to receive, to allow God to do what God wants to do with us, to assist us in our journey. Because if our intention truly is to awaken, then we've got to allow God to do God's part to awaken us. So we have a responsibility and so does God. All we have to do is share our love with God, prepare the place, prepare the table, and allow God to do God's part. So pay attention in this process, realizing it is that simple. And whatever words you put on it, even inside as you're going through it, if you have words on that, that's just fine. But don't let the words get in the way. Know that the intention of the soul is really what matters, and that's beyond words. That is through the experience of these things I'm describing right now. So allow yourself to experience that. I know that's why you're all here, because you do want to have that experience. You do want to awaken. And so these are the things to look for, to listen for, to be aware of as you do your meditation practice, and throughout the day. You can have these things go on throughout the day with your eyes open, all you have to do is give your attention to that movement of loving inside. So I'm going to share a few more things, more about that inner journey, or what we might call the outer journey, of really more through the different realms. And I want to share a few more experiences so that, one, it may begin to stimulate within you to begin to really seek, to search, to ask, to reach for, to put in the effort. If it helps to inspire you to go for it, so to speak, then I think it serves a great purpose. Last week I talked a little bit more about the inner kingdom work and really that movement of the Holy Spirit of coming in us and how we can really work with that movement of loving through the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and the body. But this week I'd like to share a little bit more about that action that begins here and then goes beyond where the radiant form begins to pull us out of and into the realms of spirit. So some of these things you may know from your own experience. You may want to know if you haven't had the experience. And you may never have the experience. But that does not mean that you are not waking up to the truth of loving. So again, I'm going to share some things. I know some of these things you've heard before. But if anything, if they help to re-inspire, then wonderful. I'm going to share some of the ways with you in which I've experienced in the spiritual realms, in the spiritual kingdom. And when I say that in this sense, I'm going to also talk about the astral, causal mental, etheric, and soul, as well as the spiritual realms beyond soul. And I want to point some of these things out so that as you hear these things, that as you may begin to move into these and experience these for yourself, you'll know what to look for. You'll know that as these things occur in your own experience that you can relax and let go and truly know that really God has got you in God's hands. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to resist. It's called just relax, surrender, let go, and let God. So one of those actions that I like to, now let's see, I've got all these colors to work with right here. Let's make God green today. (laughs) So I'm going to use a big circle here, a big disc, if you will. And I'm going to call this God, that radiant light, just the beingness of God. Recently I've been re-listening to a talk Jim did, I think it was just last December, where he talked about the realms of creation once again out of God came all things and he described the different actions again I'm just saying that as a reference point if you want to go back and listen to that it's just a wonderful one and one of those things that Jim described as an emanation of God where God put forth that creative aspect that we call the Lord of the soul realm and that Lord of the soul realm in a sense appears like a smaller sun and this truly is God too But it's really that more that God in expression in that more individualized form. And as Jim described in December, is out of this realm of soul that the Lord created souls. And that's who we are. Those divine sparks, those divine emanations, the children of God. And so it is out of this being of God that we call the Lord the soul realm. And then, of course, below that, we have the realms of the physical kingdom. And I'm just going to call that the land of reflection. We often describe this as like a lake. That literally it'll appear like water. And that as the soul comes down into this water or lake is when the energy or the light begins to diffract into all the different levels and experiences. And henceforth we move into really more the experience of reflection in that way. So I just wanted to give a little bit of a visual here before I go more into some of the sharing. So I'm going to take just a moment, because when I start getting into information like this, sometimes my mind starts to get a little bit caught up, and I can feel that. So I just need to kind of stay centered in doing and sharing information so that I stay in that flow of spirit. So one of the ways, or the main way that I've experienced, that action of loving of god's loving through the radiant form of the holy spirit is through that purple light and it is through that purple light that it does come into and awaken us if you can think of that purple light as an emanation or a stream of consciousness right out of the soul the lord of the soul realm that just comes down in through creation to us right here in the physical body in my stick figure here right at the seat of the soul there. That purple light, as I was describing earlier, is that action of the Holy Spirit that begins to awaken us. One of the simple ways that I like to look at the action of initiation, you may have remembered Jim describing it as the master throws the rope, but it's up to us to take hold of the rope. Well, that purple light, if you can think of like a rope, and it's up to us, out of our own free choice to go ahead and take a hold of that rope so that we can begin to be lifted up into spirit into our greater awakening. And that's what initiation is. That purple light, in a sense, when you are initiated is you choosing to take hold of the rope. And so the master, the radiant form, the spiritual teacher in the action of initiation is saying, here, here's the rope, I give you the rope securely so that, in a sense, it is fastened to you, that you take hold. And here's the way to take hold. Here's a way to, in a sense, anchor yourself, to hold on, to stay attached to that, so this action of awakening can take place. To me, that's a simple way of looking at initiation, is really becoming anchored in that radiant form so we can begin the process of awakening, to move beyond the physical dimension And up and through the other dimensions. So, of course, we have the physical and the imagination or astral, the emotional or causal, the mental or mind or the etheric void, of course, the unconscious, as you have probably heard. You guys notice we don't do those as much now because you've probably heard it so many times. But it's always good to keep that in mind. So as you begin to really experience more of that purple light or the radiant form. Again, it may come forward in other ways as well. I'm just describing one. That as you begin to awaken and as it lifts you and draws you into and through these different realms, it literally does lift you into that greater state of knowing of the different levels within you and then, of course, ultimately into the fullness of knowing once again in your own soul. Let me ask you, do you guys feel your mind's getting engaged too much? i got to sit back a minute. (laughs) Because I can feel it. This is always a fun part. It hasn't been in the past, though. So sometimes it just takes me a little bit just to really get back into that greater fullness. It's funny because it is a challenge, you know, beginning to share information like this. That the mind tries to figure it out. And that if the mind thinks it can figure it out, then maybe it knows and then it it has it. I discovered it. I know it. And I just have to say over and over, it's not about the information because the mind will never figure it out. It is only by you having your own experience that you truly wake up and know. So I try to share some of these things so that as you do have the experiences, you understand what is taking place in these realms, inside of yourself and in the realms of spirit. And so I don't want the information to get in the way. I really want this to be an expression of loving for you as soul to come into the greater understanding and knowing so that as you allow this to unfold and take place inside of you, you know you're in good hands. You know you're on track on course even when you think at times that you may falter may be in error making mistakes truly you're never making mistakes when you are loving God and truly have that sincere desire to awaken to the fullness of who you are even those things that seem like mistakes or errors or you're falling from the graces of God I like to say sometimes those are simply your own thoughts and feelings. That in truth, you, a soul, are simply walking through the karmas. And part of the walking through the karmas is walking through the experience where it feels like you're in separation, where it feels like you're falling away. But in truth, you're simply walking through the experience so that you're getting free of those feelings. That as you continue to hold and always come back to that inner light and sound, you continue now to walk through all those experiences to truly liberate yourself and allow God to walk with you in that action of liberation. And so, as God comes into these different levels, you're going to experience that movement of loving in in different forms that we call the radiant form. And that purple light is just one of the main ways. So follow that. If you see that, hold your attention on that. If you get out of body, continue holding your attention, follow that, let it lift you. You can see it literally as I drew a purple line. Literally, it's a line or stream of consciousness just going up and up and through all the different realms. It is just a magnificent sight. That's God's loving, assisting you, showing you the way. We all ask for the inner guidance. Well, that purple light is the inner guidance. That is lighting the path. That purple light is the spiritual path. That radiant form is the pathway. That's the light of spirit. And as you journey that, you'll begin to hear the inner sounds, that voice of God. It'll appear as all kinds of different sounds or voices. Both voices and sounds. You've heard us say so many things from wind to water to musical instruments to voices. You may have inner experience with myself or Jim or even other spiritual teachers working with us in this action. Even in an individualized form, even in the dream state, you may see Jim and I there standing with you, inspiring you, guiding you, educating you, giving you information or simply standing with you to support you, to know that you have the support to confront and walk through your own fears, your own karmas. That's what the teacher does so that you really do get free. This is a path of liberation, of soul transcendence. It does take great courage. It takes courage to overcome these fears. But if you look and you listen, you'll know that there's never a time that God is not always offering support and assistance in one form or another. So pay attention to what that is. And know that in there is the greatest strength for you to endure to get through all the challenges. To walk yourself through to get free. So look and listen. And know that you are being liberated in this action of light and sound. The other ways you may experience the Holy Spirit working with you is in the dream state as well as in the meditation state as well as in the wakeful state. If you've had dreams or experiences such as on a train or a plane or even in a car, think of it. Those are vehicles those are vehicles by which we can move about. And in spirit, it can often appear as a reflection, symbolic, just like we have those vehicles in this world. Spirit will use those vehicles symbolically so that you understand there's movement taking place. You're moving from one level of consciousness to another. You are moving, and that's what this is. This is a movement of inner awakening to get you through all the experiences. And of course, one of my favorite is not by any other vehicles, but simply just you a soul, just simply freely flying in a movement inwards and upwards. And if it's sideways or down, because that's part of it too, just know that that's part of the journey to walk through the karmas, to walk through the experience, so that you as soul know In a sense, what is taking place for you to awaken, for you to learn, to come into the greater understanding, for your own inner awareness, for your own knowing. That's part of the journey. So that you know, not because Jim and I are telling you, but so that you know through your own experience. We'll show the way, we'll point out the signposts. The support is always there. Even when nobody's around, the support is there if you allow yourself to simply expand your awareness, to see how it's being offered. And ultimately, no matter what it looks like, it's all simply an expression of God's loving. That's really what it is, no matter what the form of expression looks like. Behind it all is a movement of God's loving God simply uses different vehicles to do that. One of the things that I really enjoyed as that journey for me continued through the different realms and as I got closer and closer, just approaching the level of soul, besides the purple light guided me through that great void of darkness, the etheric realm, there I also began to see as I got higher and higher and into the lower levels of soul, that greater light, God itself, at the highest regions of the soul realm, reaching down through that action of loving to assist me on my journey, to lift me yet even higher. And one of the ways that I experienced that, have you guys ever seen from ancient Egyptian pictures where they show a sun disk And then out of that sun disk, there's different arms, several arms, really skinny arms reaching out, and there's little hands at the end of each of those arms. Have you ever seen that? If you haven't seen that, it's a really wonderful sight to see. Back at the time of Akhenaten, one of the things they used as a symbol for the Lord was the sun disk. It's always been a universal one for quite some time. But as you begin to awaken, to the greater truth of soul. You may begin to even witness some of these other forms. We've all heard that phrase of God is always reaching down, giving us a hand. All we have to do is take the hand. Well, in this sense, it's literal. When you see these arms or hands of God reaching out of that sun, they can appear just like that ancient Egyptian sun disc with those arms and hands reaching out. And I remember the day that happened for me. And luckily, I'd heard about that ahead of time because my spiritual teacher shared that ahead of time. So when I saw that, one, I was just amazed and in wonderment, but I knew what it was, so there's no fear. And I knew, reach up, take hold of the hand, and that's all I have to do, and then the hand will lift me up. And sure enough, I actually reached up with both my hands, took a couple of the hands that were being extended, and then began the action of God pulling me home. Into itself, which is that sun, that beingness of God. So that's one of the other things to look for, to be aware of. That literally we may see or experience that movement of loving, even in these forms of literally like hands reaching to us. Know that that really is the hand of God. More directly. Usually those hands you don't see until you really are waking up into the soul realm. Often it'll appear, if you're in the other levels, more like the hand of the teacher, myself or Jim, or that purple or blue light. But if there's a hand being offered to you, look and understand that that's what is reaching out, and all you have to do is reach back, and then you give God the opportunity now to lift you up. But to do that, all we have to do is let go and surrender of all those things of the world that we've held on to, that we felt have been so important that we needed for some reason or another. We've gotta be willing to let go of those things in order to reach up and take hold of the hands of God. So just know on this journey, there can be a lot of different types of experiences you have. I'm describing ones now that I've experienced more of what is called out of body But also I'm trying to describe it as the light and the sound and also that feeling level so that you really understand that it is the same action taking place. It is just different forms of that action. That's all. So be aware. Be understanding. Be that knowing. Truly you as soul do know these things. All it is is a matter of remembering and awakening to that experience that's all and so I'm just trying to help remind you of those experiences of those things to look for to listen for those things to do that when that opportunity is presented to you because it will be at some point in your journey that you will know what to do the steps to take or the hand to take a hold of and once you allow those hands to lift you into the greater fullness to awaken to know who you truly are soul At first it appears as many hands or two hands, but one you awaken the soul. No longer is there the two or the duality of this world. It merges into one, and it is simply one hand, the true hand of God, which is loving, lifting you, carrying you. At first I had to take a hold, but once I was lifted and awakened. Then in the realm of soul, the true hand of God carried me through all the experiences that I was to have. There's no longer anything to hold on to because the journey, in a sense, had been completed. I had awoken. And now it was simply a process of continuing the awakening now in a different way. To truly just allow God to carry me into whatever experience I was to have. And so it is for all of us That's the greater action that we wake up to. We just may not understand or know that until we truly have our own experience in that way. So just hear what I'm saying. Take it to heart. You don't have to believe it. You may not know it or understand it. You don't need to. I'm just saying, pay attention. So as the day comes when you begin to have these experiences yourself, you can relax and surrender and go with the flow as they say. So this action of initiation that we present in Interlight Ministries and in some other places in the world as well, these are the types of things that can take place. But all of it, all of it is simply a movement of God's loving. Just know that it can take many forms. That's what I'm trying to convey here. But realize It is quite a journey to be patient on that journey, to allow yourself to accept the process that you are walking through. Because it may look completely different than somebody else's, but it doesn't mean you are doing it wrong or that somebody else is doing it wrong. It just appears different in this world, that's all. Inwardly, we're all on the same journey. We can have the same experiences. Ultimately, we will in the realms of spirit. It is just in this world that it appears different. Not in spirit. So I want you to know that no matter what you're going through physically, mentally, and emotionally, realize there's so much more. There's so much more beyond these experiences. And I hope in sharing just even a little bit, it might inspire you To keep going for that to keep doing the meditation put in the time put in the effort put in the loving because this is all about the loving but it's truly up to you to do that it's so funny because jim and i hear so often from those of you that really are putting in the time and the effort and the loving you are having experience things are smoother in your life even in the challenges the bumps are smoother the ones we hear from that are having the hardest challenges it's funny but those are the ones that are meditating the least it really does make a difference it goes hand in hand if you find yourself really really challenged just look to see what you're doing that's the time to really even make a greater effort in meditation because when you do that that's you making God first making God the priority. And when you do that, you'll get what goes with that. Things do begin to work out easier, smooth out. We begin to overcome. We begin to have greater awareness and understanding of what is taking place in our lives, inwardly and even in the outer reflection. And then all of a sudden, things begin to open and move once again, simply because we've made the effort to do the meditation, to spend time with God each day. So pay attention to that. Look at it even in that scientific, practical sense to see what you're doing in your own life, if you're really making the effort or if you're not. And if you're not, don't judge yourself. Don't make it wrong. Just say, okay, so I'm not right now. And what is my experience? Now let me do an experiment. Let me put in more time and energy into my practice of meditation. And let me see what comes with that. You may notice a difference right away, or it may take a few weeks. For me, it's right away. I notice it right away. But for you, it may be different. Just allow it to be whatever it is. And part of it is also trusting yourself. Really trusting yourself that whatever it is you are doing, it's all divine, it's all perfect just the way it is. Life is always going to change. We're always going to have new experiences, even when we don't want them. But the more we can hold our attention on the loving, the easier it is to move through all of those challenges, all the different experiences. Nothing will stay the same, even when we try to keep it the same so make it easier on yourself make it about god and allow the changes to occur just as they do to come into the greater acceptance and let it be okay you know i'm just about ready to turn forty two and i had heard before i turned forty at forty is when things begin to change you know you're getting older the body starts having changes and, and all that well guess what i've been finding that to be my experience as well, as much as I haven't wanted that to be. In these last couple of years, there have been a lot of different changes for me physically that I've had to, in a sense, allow myself the process of coming into, not only acceptance, but really the difference in my physical being. But it's always this internal process. Because whatever the physical expression, it really doesn't matter. What matters is what goes on internally. That's where all the difference is. And so when I've been a little challenger upset of some of the changes that have occurred, you know, it's just been great material for me to go inside and begin to work the process of loving and acceptance and forgiveness of whatever resistances or upsetness with the changes in myself. I'll tell you what, the more I've done that, my God, it really works. It just does make it easier. And you know the thing I like when I do that? When I do the inner kingdom work of loving and acceptance and forgiveness, all this stuff, the outer kingdom I was describing, it gets better. I myself am still awakening to yet the greater fullness of God. To this day, I am continually amazed that as I put in the effort, as I do the loving, acceptance, forgiveness, and as I love God, It really does work. All I have to say, it feels like things have slowed down and changed a lot for me the last seven years that I've been doing this, more changes than I've ever experienced in my life. But I'll tell you what, the inner experiences, they just keep getting better. And I love it. That, too, actually has felt like it has slowed down. Feels like I don't have as much, or there's not as much going on anymore. Maybe I'm getting old, and when I get old, things slow down. Maybe there is a little truth to that. But inwardly, it keeps on moving. It keeps on expanding. It keeps on growing. I keep on learning. And I find that when I allow myself to keep on keeping on, to keep learning and growing and expanding in that movement, that it's easier, much easier than wishing or wanting it to be the way it used to be. That's been one of the challenges for me, is wishing it was the way it was or used to be before, when everything was so exciting and so many things were going on. I've had to let go of that and move into a greater acceptance of the way things are now. I'll tell you what, I like it. I like getting older. I like getting a little more settled in and comfortable And accepting with the greater gradualness things at a slower pace. I just simply find it easier. And that ease, I realize a lot of that is simply because I have let go of a lot of the attachments and the karmas. That's why there's not as much going on now. Because a lot of the karmas are complete. There's just a greater experience of the fullness of loving just a greater fullness of that loving and the journey just keeps getting better so i keep continuing on my journey and i hope that you're doing the same because we are doing this together and i love it and i love you
1: well a few days ago i had an initiate call me quite early in the morning they would had an experience in meditation that they wanted to go over and try to find out a truth that they had heard, whether it was valid, what to do with it, how to live with it if it was true. What they heard inside was, it's for you to know yourself as God knows you. That's all you're here to do. All the other is illusion. All the other is distraction. All you're here to do is to know yourself as God knows you. And so they called up asking, is that true? Is that really what this is all about? And I said, exactly. Everything that I've said, everything that Brian is saying, everything is that statement. That Really the soul came here to wake up, to wake up and to know its own divinity and to live that divinity to the fullest that it's able in every given moment. And to do that means to pay attention, to be alert, to be aware of how you're living, what you're focused on, where's your attention. To know yourself as God knows you is something that I have held within myself since I was a child. The very first thing I saw in people was the one face, that beautiful radiance of God dwelling in everyone. And I have held for that for everyone to come to awake to that which is in them, ever since, not always consciously doing it every day of every moment, of every breath, but doing it to the best of my ability, holding to the awareness that I'm here to see God dwelling in everyone and everything as I can, and to hold that for the individuals that I'm involved with. Since I was given the keys of authority to initiate people on this path of sound and light, that's even become more prominent in the action that I'm doing with individuals, especially with the initiates, is to hold the awareness of the divine that dwells within you, to see it, to know it, to feel it, to honor it, to love it, and to not look to all that which you believe to be you. I'm not here to hold your illusions and keep them alive. I'm here to assist you to look past those illusions and into the truth of who you really are and to let go and to allow the God in you to truly be, to express, to live life in a fuller state of being. So my job is pretty simple. My job is to First, be aware of the God that dwells within me and to know God in me as God knows me. And then to look out into all of creation and to know the God that I know in me, in you. To see God, to know God, to feel God, to experience God in everything, in every place. And I know that as I was growing up, the one way that I could get through situations, problems, at school, at home, at work as I grew up, wherever it was, was if I would bring myself back to a centeredness, knowing that God dwells within me, and God dwells within this situation, and God dwells within this person that I'm involved with at this time, and if I would just allow myself to find God in all of that, then the situation will come to resolution quickly. I will be able to step past the illusion that is being pushed upon me or that I am projecting and live more the truth of the moment. So I would invite you to begin to realize that that's what your meditation is about. That's what your life journey is about. It's for you to come into the knowing of you the way God knows you. And that's what meditation is about. It's not about out-of-body or in-body or any kind of experience other than just to wake up and know that you are divine, that you are a child of God, and to begin to live that divinity as best you can in every given moment. To call yourself present into that divine moment, into that divine awakening, and to bring a present in everything that you do, everything that you say, I love it when people do acknowledge the divine in themselves. And I love it even more when they, in that moment of awareness of the divine in them, can acknowledge the divine in others. And how does that take place? It's as simple as a movement of loving, an awareness of connection, of loving between one and another, that you begin to sense and know that divinity that dwells within all things. You may not feel it with a person at first. You may feel it in other ways. In truth, it's first experience within yourself. I have found, especially when I was younger and I was going through a lot of self-judgment with myself and my actions and my reactions in the world, that one of the places I found it very easy to get back in touch with the divine within me was to do forgiveness with myself and to say to myself, I love myself no matter what it is I've done or I'm doing or I believe or I don't believe or I'm in reaction to or in action with. I love myself and I forgive myself for anything that is separating me from the truth of who I am as divine, that is separating me from my movement of loving, And I allow it present once again. And the more I would do that during the day, the more I could find that divine spark inside of me stirring, radiating its divine loving and light into my consciousness, into my being, into my expression of the day. And I could begin to sense God coming alive in everything that I do, everything that I see, and all that I am. Now... It would be wonderful if that could happen 100% of your day. But it doesn't. We have the mind, the emotion, all these elements and qualities of self at this physical level that we also are participating in. And they are all reaching up, grabbing a hold, yelling at us for attention, for a part of the expression, for dominance. And it would be wonderful if we could wake up in our meditation, wake up in our daily life experience, and know the divine as the divine knows us. And then live that into every moment of every day. But in truth, it doesn't happen that way. It's wonderful to wake up into the divine knowing, to know that you are a divine spark of God, that you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. It is a wonderful experience whether that's done in meditation, in a dream state, in a wakeful state of consciousness with your eyes open walking through the day. It's just a wonderful experience to have. But then in the next moment, other things do come present. It is just the rhythm and the movement of consciousness at these levels. And let that be okay. Don't judge yourself because all of a sudden you don't see the divine in yourself. You don't see the divine in others. You don't see the divine in the moment. All you see is darkness and hell and pain and sorrow. That's okay. Let it be okay. And know that even in the midst of the greatest darkness, God does dwell there too. But you maybe haven't come awake to the God that dwells there yet. And allow yourself that opportunity to recognize that. And acknowledge that at this time I may feel separate from the divine, but in truth I'm not. I know that I'm not. For I am the divine. Acknowledge it, state it in some way, so that you begin to bring God present even in the midst of separation, even in the midst of pain and sorrow and anguish or whatever. Invite God into that moment of separation from the divine knowing and allow God to begin to live even in that dark place. If you invite the divine light of your own soul into every experience, you'll begin to see the radiance of that light, of that loving, of that truth that is God in you coming present in everything you say, you do, you don't do, you don't say, in all ways. I know that there are times when I am living my daily routine life. And I'm not really thinking about God at all. I'm not present of God's presence in the midst of what I'm doing. But then all of a sudden something moves inside of me. Something stirs. Something comes awake. I see a glimmer of light. I hear the tinkling of a sound inside. I hear the still small voice. I feel the movement of loving. I feel the quickening of the flesh, as it's called in the Bible, the chills of that movement, of the grace of the Holy Spirit. And I'm reminded once again, where's God in the midst of this? Have you brought God into it? Are you aware of God and what you're doing and what you're saying? And I've learned to pay attention and see how it is that I can become aware and awake of God in every given thing I'm doing. Now, when I broke my finger the other week, the first thing I saw was a broken finger. And the first thing I felt was the pain. And in that moment, I went into reaction. I didn't go into action. I went into reaction. I went into judgment for myself for the stupid thing I did to break my finger. And the more I got caught up in the judgment, the more I got caught up in the pain, the more I got caught up in looking at this broken finger the more separated I got from my centeredness and my loving and the knowing of the divine in the situation. And it was very funny. Brian was downstairs still asleep. It was very early in the morning. I went down and I was apologizing for waking him up to take me to the hospital (laughs) because I had a broken finger. And I realized in the moment that I was apologizing that in that was God's caring. In that was God reaching out to God in caring, in loving. Not demanding somebody get up and help me, but inviting them to participate with me in the journey. And for me, being vulnerable to allow them to be a part of that action. And all of a sudden, in that moment of that invitation, may not have sounded like an invitation, but it was, I realized that God was present with all of this and that there was something for me to experience in this breaking of my finger. God was in the midst of this. There was a lesson here. There was a learning here. And it has been a wonderful journey ever since. Even when there's a tinge of pain with it or whatever might come up having to do with it, I find God in there. I look for God in that experience. And it just makes it all so much simpler and easier. A moment ago, Brian was talking about how God walks with us in everything that we do. And truly that is because we are, as soul, God. God in full manifestation, coming to the greater knowing of self. So we have never been separated from God and we never will be. But it is for us to stop looking away from the source of our own true being, our own true essence, and let go of this illusion and the believing that this illusion has the answer to all questions and to begin to live the truth of who we really are. When we were in meditation, I had a wonderful experience. I went up, up, up up to the very top part of the causal realm in the outer regions, right up to the door, up into the mind. And there I met this man. And he came to me and he said, Oh my God, what are you doing here? I needed to talk to you for so long. Can we sit down and talk? And I said, Sure. What is it you want to talk about? And he said, I've got it all figured out. I understand it all. But I can't go any higher than where I am at. What's wrong? And he pulled out this chart, and he had all the realms figured out. He had God figured out. He had soul figured out. He understood it all. He had it all drawn out here, just like Brian drew it out here today. He had all the details, much more so than this, much more so. He had figured out God. He knew all the names that had been given in initiation during the time of the Jewish tradition of initiation, during the time of the Persian, during the time of the Sufi. He had all the names written out for all the different realms. He had it all figured out, but yet he couldn't go higher. He couldn't join into the union of the flow of loving that he had read about, that he had heard about, that he even had experienced and seen glimpsing through things on the inner realms, moving through elements of spiritual experience but not knowing how to live in it or hold on to it or to move with it. And he was angry and he was frustrated and he was upset and he was still trying to figure it out. I said to him, let go, let go, just let go. And he said, let go? Let go of what? What am I holding on to? I said, well, for one, you're holding on to that chart. Let go of it. He said, but I'll get lost. I need this chart to know where I'm at in any given moment. Because it'll tell me if I'm hearing this sound, I know where I'm at. If I'm seeing this color, I know where I'm at. I said, let go of the chart. It hasn't gotten you very far up to now. I don't think it's going to take you any further. He said, well, I know it's not going to take me any further. You've got to explain this chart to me further so I can go further. Explain it to me. And I said, I can't. I can't explain that chart. Not to where it will take you higher. Let go. And then you'll go higher. He sat there for a moment. He looked at me and he said, well, it's only going to drop to the floor, right? And I said, I don't know where it's going to drop. Just let go. He said, so I could pick it up, right? And I go, just let go. And so he finally figured out in his mind, well, I could pick it up. Okay, I'll let go. So he lets go of it, and it drops to the floor, and a gust of wind comes in and blows it away. And he goes, oh, 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 my God, oh, my God, I'm lost. I'm never going to get there. What have you done? You've totally given me nothing, and you've made me lose everything. And I said, then you're on your way. For it's in the nothingness that you will know it all, And it's in all that you thought you knew that you knew nothing. I said, now get up and start walking and follow the truth. Don't follow ideas and concepts and beliefs. Don't follow the mind, the emotion, the body. Follow something greater than that. He said, there is nothing greater than that. And I said, well, then why did you draw that chart? What were you looking to find? What was it you were trying to answer so that you could go somewhere? Where did you want to go? And he goes, well, I don't know. But everybody was doing these things. They were talking about these things, and they were going somewhere, and they were having these experiences, and I guess I wanted that too. And I said, did you have the experiences? Did you go and have the journey that you wanted? And he said, well, no, but I figured it out. I figured out what they were doing. I figured out how they were getting there. I figured all this out and I said, but have you walked any of the journey? And he said, well, I guess I've walked something or I wouldn't be where I'm at. And I said, that's it exactly. Now, look on those experiences of the journey that you've taken. Even in how you gathered all this information to the mind and through the mind to draw that chart, understand the journey and now bring all that to experiential in your nature not into concepts not into beliefs not into tradition but into experience experience everything that you've written out there experience everything that you've figured out experience it and then you're on the journey He said, well, then how do I experience all that? I can't experience all that. It's just too much. I said, it's very simple. Go within. Connect into where the experience began. Connect into that place where the journey does begin. There's always a beginning point of every journey. And he goes, well, yeah, right. So where's the beginning point? I don't get what you're talking about. Where's the beginning point? I don't have that map. I said, the beginning point of the inner journey is to go inside and to connect to that place of divinity that you are searching to understand, to know, to wake up to, to live. So after much discussion he decided that he would do what I was saying because he lost his map and I wasn't going to go out and get it for him. So he closed his eyes and he connected inside. He connected into An experience. And he came back, he opened his eyes, and he said, Oh my God, all this time, I've been carrying this stupid piece of paper around, trying to figure it all out, and all the time, it was right there with me. I am the journey. I am the beginning and the end of the journey. And it's all right here. It's not on a piece of paper, and it's not in all this journey through all these realms, it's right here. And I said, that's it. It begins and it ends right here. It begins with us waking up into knowing ourselves as God knows us. And it ends when we wake up and know ourselves as God knows us. That's the beginning and the end point of the journey that we are on. And then a wonderful thing happens. We no longer need this illusion. And we no longer look to this illusion for fulfillment, for solution, for anything other than for further experience. As long as we are in the body, the soul has opportunity to experience here more and more of all the realms, of all the levels of this creation. Of this illusion, of this world of reflection. And it gains more and more understanding and insight of its true nature by letting go of this creation, of this nature. And it learns more and more about how to live the truth of its own self into the illusion and to hold in this world of reflection. An element of truth in all that we do here. To find God, not now just in ourselves, but in everything we experience, in every place that we go, in every one that we meet. To find God, to know God, to see God, to experience God. And then there's no place for us to go. We don't have to leave this body to go into the soul realm. We don't have to sit down and close our eyes and go into meditation to have that experience alone. We can do it in every moment of every day if we will just look to find God first in all things. God first. God first. So when you come up to a situation, find God first in it. When you come to meet a friend for lunch, for dinner, at work, whatever, find God first in them. See that divine spark. Now, with some people, the divine spark of light and loving is really radiant and present in them. And you look at them and it's like, wow, there's the joy. There's the peace. There's the happiness. In this moment, they're really living it. And in others, it seems as though it's so, so far away. They're so deep in a well of darkness, of separation, of loneliness, of longing that we have a challenging time sometimes seeing the divine in them because they don't see it for themselves and they don't allow that divine expression to move very freely in them. Look and see that even in the midst of the greatest darkness, of the greatest separation, the divine dwells there. And all you have to do is see the light of loving inside yourself and know that that same light That same essence of God that dwells within you dwells within them. And all you have to do is wake up and know that in them, in this moment. See the glimmer of light in their eye. Hear maybe the cry for joy in their voice. And know that that's the God in them, coming awake to itself in its own timing and its own way. And be grateful that you have that opportunity To know the God in them, as you now know it in yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself is something that guided me from my childhood. And I knew that from that statement I had to love myself first to love my neighbor. And I know that in order for me to know God in others, I have to know God in myself. To know God as God knows me. Then I can know God in all things. And that's what Brian and I are here to do now. We were given a mantle of authority to initiate people. But that mantle of authority is a very simple mantle of loving, of God loving God. God loving God in us and God loving God in all things, in you, in all of you. And it's for us to hold that loving with you, for you, whether you believe it or not, We know it to be true. We see God living and dwelling within us, loving us, living us, being us. And we know it to be you as well. God is one, and we are one. We are one in God, and we are one because we are one in God. There is no separation. There is no individuality here other than by the illusion that we believe to be true. When we can begin to see beyond the realms of illusion and into the truth, we begin to know that we are one. We hold that oneness that you might step forward into that. But it's not on any piece of paper. It's not in a book. It's not anything that you can hold in your physical hands. It's inside of you. That's why we keep emphasizing, meditate, meditate, meditate. Because we know that that's the key. That's the doorway into the experience, into the knowing of yourself as God knows you. And if you will give yourself the time to close your eyes and to go inside in meditation and allow yourself the opportunity to wake up and to know, then... We can stand in the greater oneness together. Knowing it together. Living it together. Loving it together. Manifesting it into the greater fullness. In these levels and in all levels of creation. And it's just for us to do that. All these other things in this world that we think are so important, they're not. The soul came here to participate, to experience to fulfill itself as a creative, expressive, loving being. But it didn't come here to identify itself as a part of this creation, which unfortunately that's what happened when the soul began to look into this creation and began to separate itself from its truth. The truth is recognized, experienced, and known inside. If you will sit and just allow yourself the time to sit in meditation. You will begin to know the truth of what we share. At first, you may find yourself sitting for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, chanting the name of God, chanting Hugh and I Hugh, looking to find that purple light, to hear the sounds, to find the calmness or peace or loving, whatever it might be. And all you find is your mind chattering on and on and on. Let that be okay. And sit and sit and do your meditation. There will be a moment where you will get past it. However long it takes, that's what it takes. You sit past those chattering minds, those fluctuating emotions, those cravings of the body. You sit past it all until finally what resides inside of your experience is you you begin to be calm and centered and quiet. You begin to experience the stillness where God dwells within. The more you do it every day, the easier it will get to move into that place of stillness, of loving, of God. The more you do it every day, the more you will begin to know yourself as God knows you. The more you do it every day, the easier it will be to look out into the world with your eyes open and to know God dwells there too. The more you do it, the easier it will be to look even into the face of the creator of this creation, call Narengen, Lucifer, Satan, Beelzebub, Baal, whatever you want to call him, and know that that is God as well. To see God dwelling in all things, And then the journey is a lot simpler and a lot easier. And there is nothing to quest for, to strive for. Rather, you just live the essence of truth that you are. So if anything, today, I would say it is for all of us to know ourselves as God knows us. And to begin to live the knowing of that. If God loves us, why don't we love ourselves? If God loves all of his creation, why don't we love all of his creation? Love it all. And it begins by loving yourself. When you begin to love yourself, you do begin to wake up in that loving to know yourself as God knows you. God is loving. God is ever loving you. God told Hafiz that there was a great secret. And the secret was, there is no sin. There is no separation. There is no illusion. That's the secret. And it's for us to wake up and to know the truth of that. And to live it. And it is a secret in this world because the world keeps it a secret. The Lord of this creation does not want the creation to know that there is a true creator beyond him because we would no longer worship Him. We would look beyond Him to the greater truth. And we would leave this illusion, we would leave this creation to return from which we came. That's what this journey is about. That's what initiation is about. That's what meditation is about. That's what waking up is. Is to wake up into the truth of who we are, where we came from, and where we're going. Those are the three questions that when we truly have the answer through experience, there is no more journey. There's just beingness.